Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's continue in our study of baptism. We've looked at its Old Testament roots. Now we look at its New Testament significance. In Romans chapter 6, Paul writes, What should we say then? Should we continue in sin so that grace may multiply? Absolutely not. How can we who died to sin still live in it? This was actually an articulation of the ethic of Rasputin, famous corrupt Russian monk who believed that the more sin he committed, the more grace he was able to experience. Rasputin should have opened up to Romans 6. Verse 3, Or are you unaware that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him and the likeness of his death, we will certainly also be in the likeness of his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be rendered powerless so that we may no longer be enslaved to sin since a person who has died is freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. Because we know that Christ, having been raised from the dead, will not die again. Death no longer rules over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all time. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you too consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its desires. And do not offer parts of it to sin as weapons for unrighteousness. But as for those who are alive from, but as those who are alive from the dead, offer yourselves to God and all the parts of yourselves to God as weapons for righteousness. For sin will not rule over you because you are not under law, but under grace. We talked about this in our sermon this past weekend, about how every baptism is a ruined funeral. And I wanna focus on what follows this passage about not staying under the water or the tendency we have to sometimes go back into the baptistry waters, to go back into our graves, to go back to our old selves, to go back to the dead parts of us. This, this teaching about baptism gives a picture that should also emblazon in our hearts what it looks like to resurrect and as a result not to go back again <laughs> you've been resurrected don't die again don't go back into death i mean you left the grave you left the tomb you left the waters of baptism behind you and the dead you is still buried there but when we pick up our old sins and go back into those old ways it's like going back into the waters of baptism. We're going to hold our breath. How long do you think this is going to last, man? You are alive. You are alive now. Now, if we die with Christ, we believe that we also will live with him because we know that Christ, having been raised from the dead, will not die again. Christ is not going to die again. In fact, Hebrews 6 makes a really strong point about how Christ is not going to be crucified all over again. Like you profess Christ, don't go back into your grave. Don't fall away again, having tasted the heavenly gift, having given, been given a glimpse of the powers of the age to come and seen the goodness of the word of God, having been raised to walk in newness of life, don't then lay back down to walk in death. This is Paul's teaching about baptism. Would you consider 
the rebellious streak that we all have within us, we're going to do battle with this. In fact, the very next chapter, Paul's going to describe that battle that we all do with our own sinful streak, with our own sin nature, because we've been raised to walk in newness of life, but we still got this sin nature that's like, hey, why don't you go back underwater? <laughs> go ahead, take a breath. Like this is the enemy trying to drag us away. We've been raised to walk in new life. We offer our whole selves sharing in the burial of Christ. That's why I think it's important to go all the way under the water when you're baptized. Because every part of you, like Paul writes in verse 13, is now being offered to God as a weapon for righteousness. Don't go back into your grave. There's nothing but death there. You know this. It seems enticing at first, but you've been raised to walk in new life. Beware the bait of the enemy to go back under the water, to go back into the grave, to go back into the tomb. You will not last there. The Holy Spirit's conviction has ruined the fun of sin for you. Now that you're a Christian, now that you have the Holy Spirit, this is partly what your baptism is for. You can't go back. It's not the same again. You're going to have, as Paul will describe in the coming chapter, this conviction for the whole, from the Holy Spirit right there the whole time. You used to be able to get away with this, like get away with murder and feel nothing. But now you've got the Holy Spirit. Now you've been raised to walk in newness of life. You've come up out of the waters of baptism. You've come up out of your old way of life. And now every time you go back again, the Holy Spirit's going to be like, hey, stupid, I love you. Stop it. Like this, this, is, this behavior is not going to last anymore. You're a child of God now. I mean, good grief. Ask me how I know. The Holy Spirit has ruined the long-term fun of sin. So keep this in perspective because I know that the enemy has put out baited hooks for you this week. Look at them for what they are. A one-way ticket back into the grave, back under the water, and you can't breathe there. You've been raised to walk in newness of life. Celebrate repentance. Walk in new life. Every part of your body has been offered to God and is now a weapon for righteousness. Don't turn it over to the enemy.